1 John chapter 1 and verse number 7. Listen to the Word of God. King James Bible says, But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanseth us from all sin. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Father in heaven, God, Lord, as we come to you tonight, as humble as we know how, thanking you, dear Lord, for your mercy, your grace, and Lord, all of your blessings you bestowed upon us. And God, we can shout heaven down today because of your blood. And Lord, we can thank you for the service we had last night. But God, it is a different day, a different hour. And Lord, we need a fresh loaf from heaven tonight. Lord, I believe you called us to this place to help them, uh, uh, dear God, to where you could use us to bring revival. And God, I can't do it, uh, but Lord, we know that you can. And God, I pray that you'll undergird me tonight with your spirit and your power. Dear God, as we open up the bread of life and the word of God, I pray that you'll help us to rightly divide the word of truth. Uh, God, I pray that you'll loose, loose this tongue and let it go. Uh, give us help from heaven as we preach to your people tonight. May we be an encouragement to the saint of God and Lord if there be another here tonight that's not sure of their salvation or one that's lost and undone and knows it and on their way to hell without Jesus it is our ultimate prayer tonight that they'd be saved by the precious blood of Jesus Christ Lord we'll do love you thank you praise you give you glory and honor for what you do for us tonight in Jesus name we do humbly ask and pray amen and amen thank you may be seated. First uh, John chapter number 1 and verse number 7 again says, uh, but if we walk in the light as He is in the light, uh, we have fellowship one with the other. Uh, first of all, let me say, if you're walking in darkness tonight, uh, you need to make sure you get in the light before you leave. Uh, uh, listen, there's reasons why the hell holes and honky tonks of this world uh, are dark when you go in them. Uh, it's because nobody wants to be seen in those types of places. Uh, but we got good lighting in the house of God tonight uh, and everybody's done seen your car in the parking lot uh, uh, so let's just go ahead uh, and have church tonight. Amen. Uh, hey listen if you're walking in the darkness uh, uh, Jesus Christ is the light tonight uh, and he can light up your life. Uh, he can light up your soul uh, and my friend he can ultimately make a way to heaven. Uh, why do all those people want to run in those dark places when the lights turned on? Uh, it's just like a cockroach. Everybody's probably had a bug in the house at one time or the other. You walk into the kitchen, you flip the light on, and there it goes running across the floor. Uh, all I can say tonight is the same way with the sinner. Uh, when they're caught in a dark place uh, at a dark time, uh, and boy, they flip the light on. Uh, they started hiding under the tables. Uh, they started flipping over chairs. Uh, they tried to hide behind the curtain. Uh, but my friend, it doesn't matter tonight. Uh, I'm here to tell you, it doesn't matter what you do, uh, how much you do it, where you do it, or how you doing it? God sees each and everything. He knows every hair that's upon our head. He knows every word that comes out of our lips. He knows every step we make. Every room that we walk into. Everywhere we go, God knows it all, my friend. So don't think that you can get away with sin tonight because God knows. Amen. 
I've heard some of them say, Preacher, oh, but you don't know. He won't find out what I'm doing. Or, or she won't find out what I'm doing. Or this one won't know exactly what we're doing with this right here. I'm here to tell you, it don't matter if the preacher knows. It don't matter if the deacon knows. What matters tonight, Brother Joe Floyd, is this. God knows, and we must be aware tonight, that God knows it all. He knows the number of hairs that's on upon our head. He knows the number of grains of sand that's upon the shore. He knows the stars out in the sky as He stepped on nothing and created everything and slung the stars in the sky and told them to stay. And my friend, they're still hanging in the night tonight. The moon, when to shine, He does tell it to. He tells the sun where to shine and when not to. My friend, like we mentioned last night, it's not about Mother Nature. It's not about the weather lady on the television. It's all about Father God tonight. He controls it all. And my friend, He can control your life if you just give Him the opportunity to do so tonight. I believe every preacher down through the ages of time, some point or another, has preached on the blood. I believe that every preacher that has preached on the blood of Christ has probably received some type of ridicule. I remember preacher Ray some probably maybe 14 years ago. I was new into the neighborhood where we were pastoring. And then uh, this lady came up to me. She had heard our program on the radio. And, and she came and she said, Preacher, I want you to know that I enjoyed the program on the radio. I said, well, I thank you. I keep listening. You know, tell others about it. We're just trying to use it as an outreach to reach people for Christ. She said, I want you to pray for our church, Preacher. I said, yes, ma'am. And I started walking away because I know when somebody says that, they're fixing the gossip. But she said something to catch my attention. Uh, she said, Preacher, I need you to pray for my church. I said, Yes, ma'am. Uh, and as I started walking away, Preacher Jimmy, uh, uh, she said, But Preacher, you don't understand. Uh, uh, the pastor's come along uh, and he's tore all the pages out of the songbook uh, that has anything about the blood in it. Uh, and I said, What? Uh, and she said, Yeah, he's tore everything uh, out of the songbooks uh, that mention the blood. Uh, and a matter of fact, he's starting using a different kind of Bible uh, uh, that speaks of of nothing of the blood and it removes the virgin birth from the word of God listen I'm here to tell you if you got anything other than the King James Bible tonight you ought to throw it out in the middle of the aisle we'll sweep it up with the rest of the trash listen be sure that the word of God is the word of God that you're reading tonight amen if you got another version yours probably reads a little bit funny tonight Amen. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, I said, ma'am, I'll be praying for your church and your pastor. Huh? I remember the story. I love reading about the great D.L. Moody. Oh boy, I mean this was a man that was anointed by God. I read where he could stand on the street corner and before the light changes from the cross over to the other side, uh, they would, he would have people converted to Christ that quick. That's power. Listen, I've heard about old time preachers that would get on the elevator in the hospital and going from the first floor to the sixth floor and go and have them converted by the time they get off. Hey, listen, that's the kind of power we need today. And it only comes through the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's the only way we're going to get saved today. Well, I don't know. I just think about Preacher Moody. 
He started out as a Sunday school teacher. And you couldn't do it these days, but that man would go into people's homes. Mom and daddy would be so sorry they wouldn't want to take the kids to church. One be laid up drunk on the bar stool. The other one be laid out over in the floor as drunk as a whatever, you know. And then all of a sudden he'd come in there and invite them little youngins to Sunday school. He'd help get them dressed and everything else. And he'd, he'd walk them down to the church house and teach them about the Lord. Amen. But D.L. Moody made this comment in one of his books. He said these words. He said, I often get ridiculed about preaching about the blessed blood of Jesus. But I've made up in my mind the more they ridicule the blood, the more I'm going to preach the blood. And I feel that way tonight. The more people say, quiet down the blood. Uh, the blood screaming out for salvation tonight. Uh, we need the blood of Christ preached in America today. Amen. I'm here to tell you, it's all about the blood of Jesus. Without the blood of Jesus, you couldn't be saved today without the crucifixion and the resurrection and the precious blood that was spilt out for you. Amen. I'm talking about the nails in his hands and in his feet and that crown of thorns across his brow. He bled every drop of blood in his body for you and I. And that's what I can't get people to understand. And it makes for good singing. It makes for good preaching. It only takes one drop of blood. And you're exactly right. It only took one drop of blood. But the truth is tonight, He shed every drop of blood that was in His body. And He voluntarily gave His life for you and I. And shed every drop of blood in His body to where you and I could be saved. Amen. The Bible's not only a blessed book tonight, it's a blood book. Medically, you cannot live without the blood. The Bible tells you and I, there is life in that blood. I got another thing for you. Spiritually, you can't live forevermore without the blood. The word blood is listed some 447 times in 375 verses of this great book. From Genesis to Revelation, from the start to the finish, the blood is in the book. Oh, they'll say, oh, preacher, you're preaching a bloody religion. You're preaching a bloody book. I'm here to tell you, thank you, it is a bloody book. From the very beginning when Cain slew Abel and the blood spilt on the ground, the Bible said the blood cried out. There's a message in the blood tonight. You go all the way to the back of the book, to the book of Revelation. You see the King of kings and Lord of lords, Jesus Christ returning on a white horse. And it says His vesture is dipped in blood. Hey, I don't know about you, but I thank God for the blood tonight. It don't matter. Listen, you can't be saved by a regular man's blood, but you can be saved by the blood of Jesus. There is no other way tonight. Amen. I tell you what, I thank God for the blood. We need to not water down the blood. We need to preach and speak more of the blood. Amen. What I'm trying to say tonight is this. Coming up here and shaking hands with this pastor is not going to save you. Coming up here and joining this great church tonight is not going to save you. Coming and shaking preacher preacher's hand right here is not going to save you. And as much as I love this dear brother, and I know he's a godly man, and I know he prays, but I can't go to heaven on his merit. I've got to go by the blood. I got to go by the blood of Jesus Christ tonight. Amen. But the Bible tells us the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all, from all sin. 
I've heard people say this. Well, you know, preacher, preacher, God can't save me from what I'm in. I'm here to tell you, if you feel conviction in your heart tonight, you can be saved. If He draws you and woos you and pulls you to a place of repentance, God can save you by His blood through your faith in Jesus Christ tonight. And His marvelous grace will set you free and you'll be saved. Your life changed, rearranged forever. And when you leave here, you'll be different in which you came. I believe without a shadow of a doubt. The precious blood of Jesus has the power to save the vilest of sinners tonight. And we need to believe it. We need to know it. I know some of you folk tonight and I know what you used to be and I thank God you're not what you used to be. You might not be what you're supposed to be, but you ain't what you used to be. Amen. I remember a fellow by the name of Ray Ledford back at our church. Some of y'all may know Brother Ray Ledford. Brother Ray was a bootlegger in Spartanburg. Biggest bootlegger around. Y'all know what bootleggers are, don't you? (laughs) You know, back then you couldn't get it on Sunday, so they'd sell it on Sunday. Underage, they'd go, buy it, Brother Joe. But you know what? As rotten as he was and as much alcohol he had put in people's body, one day he gloriously got saved by the precious blood of Jesus. He let it down. He let it go. He asked God to forgive him. His life changed. He got in the church house, was faithful, pushing an oxygen tank, walking on a cane every once in a while. And my friend, that man, when he stood up to give his testimony, people would listen and take note of what that man would say because God had delivered him from a world of sin. You might not have been deep in sin tonight, but my friend, we were all in the same boat. We were lost and on our way to hell without Jesus. But Christ came along with the precious blood and cleansed all of our sins. Hallelujah. I just want to talk to you about three things tonight about the precious blood of Jesus. First of all, the blood comes from a special person. The virgin born Son of God. Judas declared that his blood was completely innocent. Pilate, the potentate of that day, declared that Jesus was a just man. And as he died, Jesus prayed to the Father, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do, because those are the ones that were killing him. Those were the ones that were beating him. Those were the ones that were cursing him and spitting upon him. And he cried out for their sake. Father, forgive them. Many places in the Bible you'll find where people went to Jesus and asked for forgiveness. You'll see where people bowed their head on their knees and got gloriously saved in the blessed book. My friend, it was all by the blood of Jesus Christ. But you'll never see one time where Jesus asked the Father to forgive him. That's right. Why? There was no sin. Was no sin. 33 and a half years. 33 and a half years walked this earth, born of a virgin. Now, if you read another kind of Bible, they're going to tell you she was a young maiden. I'm here to tell you, she was a virgin, never to be with a man. She Listen, Christ was conceived by the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
placed in her womb and delivered in that manger in Bethlehem. 33 and a half years he walked this earth and never once committed a sin. He got tired. He got hungry. He got thirsty. The Bible even says, shortest verse in the book, Jesus wept. He even cried. He had feelings. He was not only God incarnate, He was man. He was God man. He was 100% God. He is 100% man. It's plain and simple tonight. He was God. And as He began to walk this earth, He was often tempted. If you'll remember on the Mount of Temptation, what happened up there? He met face to face with the devil. And let me just give you one instance tonight of what happened. Well, Jesus, I know you got to be hungry if you say who you are. You say who you are and you say that you're God. And if your God's great and if you can do this and you can do that, I know you're hungry. Turn that stone into bread. Jesus always answered the devil with the book. Whenever you're having a problem with the devil, just answer him by the book. Use the book. It is written. Man shall not live by bread alone. But every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Woo! Listen, I might not can find answers tonight in myself, but I sure can find answers in the blessed book. And I can find answers from God Himself. Boy, we just got to have the faith tonight to pray unto Him and get the answers that we need. The Bible says He knew no sin. Jesus never sinned. Scripture said He became sin for you and I. Listen to the Bible, First Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19. The Bible says, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by traditions for your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. My friend, you're looking at a perfect lamb in Jesus Christ. There's no need to go behind a curtain and ask somebody on the other side to forgive you because he can't help you. Uh, there is no need for you to gather up a cow tonight uh, or a calf or a goat or a turtle dove. Uh, that blood cannot help you. Uh, when Jesus died on the cross uh, and shed that blood, uh, that was the supreme sacrifice. Uh, and that's all we'll ever need uh, is the blood of Christ. Oh, we don't need all that other stuff anymore, Joe. Hey, there's no need. Uh, hallelujah, sister. Hey, thank God for the blood tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. We ought to just call time out and shout for ten minutes. Amen. Hallelujah. The blood came from a special person, but the blood cleanses with a supernatural power. <laughs> it cleanses from all sin. You know what all means in the Greek? All. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> oh my. I've seen him take a sodomite and save him. Huh? I've seen him take a drunk uh, nearly on his deathbed uh, and get saved. I've seen him take young kids, uh, of course, reaching that age of accountability, whatever it is in their heart, uh, and the Lord save them. But I'm here to tell you, if somebody stands up here or anywhere else, I believe men preachers agree with this too, and say that a baby dies and goes to hell, kick them out the door. Them babies are safe in Jesus. Huh? 
safe in Jesus tonight. I don't know who that was for, but there it is. I preached in a church one time. They had done warned me. Now, preacher, they believe babies, they die and go to hell because they ain't saved. They couldn't just... I said, well, we'll straighten that out. I figured, I said, well, we'll preach one night. We'll be, then we'll be told to go home. Hey, the revival lasted two more days after it was scheduled. You know why it lasted two more days longer than the week that we was there? It's because they finally got the truth. Amen. You look at these precious babies that were around here tonight. You think of them precious babies laying in the hospital up there tonight. Uh, my friend, listen. Uh, they know not right from wrong. Uh, they were birthed into this world in sin. Uh, but you look at what David did uh, when he lost his baby. He began to rejoice when that baby passed. Why? Because he knew that that baby couldn't come back. But he could go to where that baby was. Uh, in a place called heaven, amen. Oh, oh, listen. All them aborted babies. Listen, we're living under the judgment of God right now because of all the millions of babies that's been aborted. Millions of babies. If we ain't got nothing else to pray about tonight, we ought to all get on this altar and ask God to help us. We're facing judgment. Them people that's killed all them babies, it's Murder. It's murder. But I guarantee you, I believe God's got a special rocking chair for him. I believe God's got a special. And there's so many people out here that's trying to have young'uns and can't have none. And here are these people out here killing them. And don't want them. And throwing them to the side. Flushing them down the commode. Throwing them in the trash. Or leaving them in a trash can somewhere. Listen, I'm here to tell you, God's love is real. That's His creation. Blood cleanses with a supernatural power. I want y'all to continue to pray for Brother Ernell Bradley. He went back to the hospital. And uh, y'all, some of y'all know Brother Ernell. Great man. Good man. Preacher Wayne Bradley's brother. And uh, he has to have, he's already had like 240 pints of blood. Uh, he's got a specific uh, uh, problem with his bone marrow. It doesn't produce blood. So every couple of weeks he has to have a couple of pints of blood. And... Uh, I got to thinking about Brother Ernell because, you know, we, we have blood drives for him. We try to help him out as all we can, you know, giving that blood. And, and one day he got up and he said, Preacher, the only way I'm living is because y'all giving blood. And I was like, the only way you live is because of the blood of Jesus. The only way you live is because of the blood of the Jesus. But look at this. Listen to this. I got to thinking about this and I started having a hallelujah, Holy Ghost spell. That blood that they got down at the blood bank, it's got an expiration date. It's going to expire one time or one day or another. But oh, if you get plugged into the blood of Jesus tonight, the blood of Jesus will never lose its potency. It'll never lose its power. Thank God for the blood of Christ tonight. Amen. Oh, listen. You, you, you can get you some canned goods tonight. You can look on them canned goods. You'll see an expiration date. You'll look on a meat packer from you get over at Ingalls supermarket. You get your, you know, a thing of pork chops. Or you get a thing of steak, hamburger meat, whatever it is. It's got a date on it. And when it goes bad, it starts to stink and it smells and you have to get rid of it. But as long as Christ's blood has been on the earth, it smells like the sweet rose of Sharon because he is the lily of the valley. He's the fairest of 10,000. And thank God he's my God tonight. Amen. He's my Savior. Hallelujah. A supernatural blood 
uh, a supernatural power that never ever loses its power never does expire. Suppose a, a boy is dressed for church. Uh, he goes outside and he gets filthy dirty right before church. Uh, and when he's caught, uh, he tells his mama how sorry he is. Uh, and she says, son, I forgive you, uh, but go inside and take a bath and get cleaned up. Uh, and he looks at his mama and says this, uh, mama, I don't want a bath. Uh, you know what he's really saying? Uh, he's saying, I want forgiveness only but I don't want to be punished. Sometimes people ask God to forgive them so they won't be punished. But they still want to keep sin or dirt in their life. If you're going to get forgiveness, He's going to clean you up. We got to want to be clean. Us as saved people tonight, belonging to the kingdom of God on the royal road. Let me say this tonight. <laughs> we don't need to get cleaner. We need to get clean. Yes, right. That's right. Clean. You know why the Christians have no effect in the community anymore? You know why we can't reach people for Christ anymore? Because most of the people inside the church is living worse than the people on the outside of the church. Amen. If you got it, you got it. Live it. Amen. Live it. God's done something special for you. He saved you. Put your name on the roll in heaven. We ought to tell it everywhere we go about the wonderful love of Jesus. But thirdly tonight, the blood completes a specific purpose. It cleanses all sin. Salvation is not an installment plan. The blood of Jesus pays it all. I got to tell you this story that I read about not too long ago. Martin Luther, the great preacher, had a dream. (laughs) And he said as he was sort of shaken in his dream, it appeared that the devil was standing at the end of his bed. And as he raises up from the bed, he said the devil had a big scroll in his hand. And he said, these are the sins of Martin Luther. And the devil started bringing those sins up and rolling that scroll down. Sin after sin after sin. And every once in a while the devil would stop and say, hey Martin Luther, you're supposed to be a preacher of God forgiven. You think he's really forgive all these sins? And he continues to read and read and that scroll begins to get longer and longer and begins to pile up in the floor. Listen, ours would be that long too. (laughs) And then he said, but I heard a voice from heaven whom he thought to be God. And he said, Martin Luther, tell the devil to keep rolling the scroll down to the very end. He said, devil, roll the scroll all the way to the end. The devil said, I ain't going to do it. He said, that voice that seemed to have been God says, you know what to tell him, son. He said, in the name of Jesus, look at the end of that scroll. 
And as he rolled the end of that scroll out, it said all the sins of Martin Luther have been forgiven and covered and washed by the precious blood of Jesus. I'm here to tell you, the devil might throw up sins to you every once in a while, but go ahead and put a no fishing sign up for the devil where he won't bring them up to you no more. Tell him to get behind you that greater is he that's in you is greater than he that's in this world. Hallelujah. (laughs) What about the blood tonight? The entire sin debt of Martin Luther paid in full. I want to close with this illustration tonight. Because there's so many things in this world. There's a lot of junk that call their places churches that ain't churches. You go into these places and it's all dark. They got rapping Ray on stage. Mirror balls and smoke screens. A few mirrors here and there. You know what I'm talking about, Joe? Listen, I don't go to church to be part of the world. I go to church to get out of that mess. Get the truth. Hey, man, there's a truth tonight. It was these six mountain climbers. They were on the top of the Swiss Alps and they were going to descend in a mountain journey down to the bottom. The Swiss Alps. Tall mountains. They went down in threes. Three went down, then another three went down right behind them. The first three that went down that mountain, they seemed to have had a problem and they started scooting really fast down the mountain, faster than they should have been. Wind was blowing, they were having some problems. The other three also experienced mountain climbers. uh, So, oh boys, we need to slow down just a little bit because them boys might be in trouble. Finally, by the time that they eased their self all the way down the mountain, them other three men were laying at the bottom dead. And as they began to investigate the scene, they seen that those three men had ropes that were broken in two. Their ropes failed them coming down that mountain. It wouldn't hold their weight and it snapped right in two. All six of those mountain climbers went and bought brand new ropes before this climb. They bought a particular brand of rope that was called the Alpine Club Rope. And it was guaranteed to never break on a descension down from any mountain, no matter how big or small an individual would be. Guaranteed to never break. Ever. There was one specific trademark that was always visible with an Alpine Club rope. It had one strand of red down through the rope. The three that fell to their death as they inspected the ropes, it did not have the red strand. They were sold a counterfeit rope. The point is this. You can't get to heaven on a counterfeit salvation. You can't get to heaven 
on a counterfeit blood. You can't get to heaven by rubbing on Buddha's belly. You can't get to heaven, like I said, on Preacher Ray's coattail. You can't get to heaven on this man of God's coattail. You can say, well, my grandma taught Sunday school. She tithed. She changed the baby's diapers in the nursery. And I'm glad she did. But if you're not saved and a part of Him through the blood of Christ, my friend, you will not make heaven tonight. People are being sold a counterfeit gospel. Why do we see some people at times make professions and you never see them again and they leave out that door and they leave lost and undone? You know what happened? They got slipped a counterfeit at the altar of God. It happens. I got to praying with this one lady at the church one day. She walked up to the altar. We'd been praying for her. I said, praise the Lord. Her daddy or her grandpa had been praying for her. And she come down there and he wasn't able to come down and pray with her. So I got down there on my knees with the Bible and I was going to pray with her. She was ready to accept the Lord. I said, sister, I said, lady, you were ready to accept the Lord. And she said, yeah, but I'm only doing it because my papa wants me to. I said, look here, hon. Best thing you can do is get back up and go back to that seat. And when you want to get saved for the right reasons, you come back. I wasn't being cruel and I wasn't being mean, but I didn't want her to get up with a counterfeit gospel. A counterfeit gospel. The blood of Jesus cannot be substituted by bloods of goats, by the blood of turtle doves, by the blood of another man. The blood of Jesus has no equal tonight. It is the powerful, powerful, cleansing, wonderful, powerful blood of Jesus. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I want you to stand across this auditorium. Brother, you come around to this sound thing. Make sure we're on. I'm just going to play a little bit of song. I'm not going to sing tonight. Uh, I believe I just need to pull on you a little bit. Like I said earlier, if we ain't got nothing to pray about tonight, we're going to pray for our country. That they'll understand the truth of the blood. And know that those babies, they're going to be in heaven. But boy, my, 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 what judgment is falling upon us tonight. If you're here and you're lost without Christ... Or you're unsure of your salvation as one was last night. You ought to step out from where you are now. Don't even wait for the music to start. I promise you I'll take you into the Romans road. Then the book of Romans and lead you to Christ. And you can be saved and forever changed when you leave here. You may be here tonight. You've got someone lost and undone in your family. Listen, we've got to get them under the blood. How can we get them under the blood? We lay them on the altar and we pray for them. And we ask God to help us. And my friend, it's up to you. Father, we love you tonight. Blessing this invitation time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You come.